This is CliffCentral.com. Hey, what's up? My name is Bunta Mudisele, and you're listening to the Unplugged Radio Show every Thursday from 12 to 1 p.m. Beep, 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 beep. Yes, good evening. Good, I mean, good afternoon to everyone. Good afternoon, good afternoon to everyone. This is your boy, Spok Krizi, on the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. I'm stepping in for my boy, Weza Matumane. He couldn't make it to, to the studio today. So I'm going to fill in his shoes and I'm going to be with you between 3 and 4 p.m. this afternoon. And I'm looking forward because we're going to have a super, super dope show. And I've got super, super dope uh, guests with me. They're already in the studio. We're just waiting for one more person who's just being delayed by the traffic. But yeah, this is the Unplugged and In Charge radio show, the shortest hour of the week. We're going to have a lot of fun. And I hope you at home are tuned in and relaxed because I have a jam-packed show that is very interesting. We're going to have a very productive conversation. We have young people that are doing great things in their own spaces. We're going to have a, a constructive conversation. And I can assure you that if you really want to know what's going on today, you have to make sure that you tune in and you stay tuned in. This is Cliff Central. If you want to catch on social media, you can catch me at Sporkwizzy. Or you can also uh, follow um, at cliffcentral.com. And you can hashtag us, um, Unplugged Radio Show. On, um, on the social media platform. So if you want to join us, you can ask any questions and tag us because I will be aware of those and uh, we'll share it in studio and see what we can do. But yeah, today it's all about the young bright minds and we're going to find out what it is that the young people on studio are doing because you're all about inspiration. We're all about you taking charge of your life. You're all about inspiring you at home to make sure that you, you do what needs to be done to reach your goal and to reach your full potential because there's so many things in life that kind of um, demotivate us and, 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 and um, you know, come in our way. And we need to have that, kind, that uh, motivation once in a while. And today, we brought people that are going to bring you a lot of inspiration. But for now, we're going to go jump into um, um, just mapping out the show. Uh, we've, got, um, we've got Nimrod Dube in studio. And we've got um, Candace Tickerson. I nearly said it in the wrong way. It's always good to make sure that you find out what it is that uh, you got to say uh, in order to pronounce, not to say the wrong things. But yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling motivated. I'm feeling inspired. Um, we got a, a nice show lining up, lined up for you. And at about quarter past, we're going to be listening to a nice motivation. And as we go towards the halfway mark of this hour, we're going to bring you the real story that's going to motivate you, motivate you for this afternoon. And we're going to be uh, pushing it right way through till, till four o'clock. But yeah, man, um, I think I'm going to bring in one of our guests forward uh, to come share the mic with me. Um, to t- to kickstart the show. Yeah, so we're going to go into into a bit of motivation before we bring in our guests. We're going to listen to something that is powerful just to set the mood and to get you tuned in. Uh, 
that most people fail in life not because they aim too high and miss. I found that most people fail in life because they do what I did for most of my life, aim too low and hit. And many never aim at all. Now I want you to think about your social contribution. What would be different because you showed up? Horace Mann said we should be ashamed to die until we've made some major contribution to humankind. If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. Complain, point at your circumstances, give up your power, blame the government, blame the economy. If you do what is easy, your life will be hard. But if you do what is hard, your life will be easy. It's hard to make a radical change in your behavior. It's hard to take ownership. It's hard to swallow the bitter pill that wherever you find yourself, at some point in time, you made an appointment to be there. That's hard. That's hard. You don't get in life what you want. You get in life what you are. You have to create an achiever's mindset. Not, you have to create that yourself. My favorite book says, Be ye not conformed to this world. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And what you're doing right now is an indication of what's most important. As you begin to invest in yourself, setting aside a time to be here. And so it's very important that you look at the people that's in your circle. And begin to understand, are you growing mentally and emotionally and spiritually and professionally? Are they an asset to you or a liability to you? Yes, yeah, one of the things about life, you're going to get hurt. You're going to make some mistakes. You're going to fail your way to success. But you've got to be willing to experiment. You've got to be willing to push yourself. You've got to be willing to challenge yourself by putting yourself in a perpetual state of discomfort. And so... But things happen in life. When you have goals and dreams, things happen. So as you look at yourself and look at your goals, setting aside time every day to work on your mindset, to expand your vision of what's possible for you. This is CliffCentral.com Yes, we had a bit of motivation right there just to set your mood and to get us into the mood of Hearing some inspiration, but yeah, welcome again to the Unplugged, Unplugged and In Charge radio show. This is your boy Smoke Crazy standing in for Where's Amatumane. We're gonna have a, a very good show. I'm gonna go straight into our discussion for the day, and I'm gonna introduce our first, our first speaker for the day. Um, who's Candice. Uh, Candice, can you just come on forward and just Hi. introduce yourself? How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. And you? I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, welcome to the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. Thanks for having me. Yes. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, man. So, yeah, people at home want to know um, who's Candice and where does she come from? Um, I'm Candice Dickerson. Um, I'm from Bloemfontein, so I came through this morning um, living in the Free State. I am a lecturer at the University of the Free State at the moment, an art historian. Um, yeah, and that's who I am. Yeah? Yeah. That's quite interesting. And, you know, you're one of the young people, I, I mean, as I was reading through your profile, you've got mm-hmm. some, 
some really powerful stuff yeah. that you have for us. So tell us a bit of background. Um, you know, uh, who is because we want to get into the yeah. crux of 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 Candice Dickerson. We want to know um, so where do you come from? What are, what were your 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 challenges, your shortcomings, okay. and your achievements? Just take us through okay. that journey. Um, I think people are always interested in hearing about how I became an art historian, mm-hmm. and I think what that is, and sort of how I I started this journey into academia. Um, so I started off as a first year student um, doing a degree in fine arts. So I thought I was going to be a South African artist. I wanted to be a painter. I wanted to make works of art mm-hmm. um, and really just make a living off of that. Uh, so I went to university and I was a student. And as I was a student busy making art, I had modules in like sculpture, in painting, in printmaking, um, in digital art as well. Yeah, sure. Um, I started reading art history books and philosophy books mm-hmm. and I really loved books and um, my classmates would complain about how um, they didn't have time to make art because art history was taking up so much time and I was the complete opposite I was like you know making art is taking up the time I could be spending reading art history books and so that's how I knew that I really was interested in art history um, and I just approached the lecturers at the university and I said, you know, I'm really interested in this. What can I do to take this further? Mm-hmm. And then they just advised me to rather do a degree, uh, a general degree, and then major in art history and philosophy and English. And that's really where the journey started. Um, I completed the new degree in two years and then I went on to a postgraduate degree and honors degree. In art history, mm-hmm. um, and then I did part of that degree at a university in the ne- in the Netherlands oh, called wow, okay. Groningen University, yeah. and so it was an art history degree combined with a film studies degree in the Netherlands. Um, and my research was just looking at the experience of having film within art galleries. So I started exploring interdisciplinary research yeah. already. And then I started a master's degree, which I am submitting the thesis very soon, um, in art history as well. And um, I got a couple of scholarships as well while I was doing postgraduate studies. That's great, yeah. So I got the Mandela Rhodes Scholarship in 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and before that, I had scholarships from the National Research Foundation of South Africa and the National Arts Council of South Africa as well. Um yeah, and at the beginning of the year, I was appointed as the first uh, woman of color at the Department of Art History and Image Studies. Interesting. At the University of the Free State. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm lecturing now, and um, I sit on a board as well. Yeah. Um, a art gallery committee board, which basically makes decisions in terms of the artworks that the gallery is going to buy. So which are the best artists? To invest in yeah. Which are the best exhibitions To bring to the gallery And then also just the management yeah. um, Of the gallery So I'm really interested in Being in academia So writing about art um, Teaching art um, Yeah and then working with artists So I want to start working with artists more mm-hmm. And something that I'm really passionate about is just this interaction and this engagement between academics and artists. Yeah. So what I found is that a lot of art historians 
We write about art, but we don't necessarily always engage with artists who make the art that we write about. Um, and the reason for this is because we, we live in this era of the death of the author, which means that you don't necessarily need to know what the intention of the artist is to write about uh, their work. So I want to sort of move back to that a little bit more where we're engaging with artists within the art gallery space but also bringing academics in and bringing people from entertainment and media in as well so I, I'm really interested in sort of this engagement of putting together exhibitions as a curator so I would love to do curatorship mm -hmm. at some point mm -hmm. and have a gallery one day mm -hmm. but having this interaction between People who write about art, people who make art, and then people who talk about art in public spaces. You yeah, know, if you yeah. think about South Africa and just so many instances in which, um, in, in our country, we've had these conversations about really, um, you know, shocking works of yeah, art. Yeah, yeah. Uh, art, of course, is something that is really, um, central to the human experience. True. So. Yeah, that's me. I don't know if you want to know Yo, anything man, more. I feel that, like I've that, been talking for a very long time. That's exactly <laughs> what we want to hear. And, and actually, I want to actually jump in and I actually let you speak uh, more and more about it intentionally so because yeah. um, the, the whole art, because you're talking about visual arts. Yes, right? yes. I'm, yeah, within more the visual, visual arts. arts. So not necessarily music and theater, exactly. but more visual. Exactly. Because yeah. sometimes people get a bit confused when you talk about the arts. You know, mm. they're thinking, um, it can be broad. It can be theater. Yeah. It can be acting. It yeah. can be poetry. It can be, you yeah, know, yeah. It, it can be a whole variety. And obviously for you specifically, you're refocusing on visual arts. Yeah. And you know, the interesting about the thing about visual arts is that, um, you know, a lot of people don't actually see a career out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, they think that, you know, as long as you're talented to actually be either a painter or a sculptor, mm -hmm. and you know, and you normally see it with those people, um, you, we see it in, in our South African streets where we see people yeah. selling portraits or people can actually do, um, you know, you can actually literally, see, they can sit down and paint a picture of you on the spot. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people don't see a future or a career in, in visual art. So the fact that you actually bring in the the talent of being an artist and and academ academia and i'm mm -hmm. sure you have a way to actually show people that actually you can actually pave your path through this channel for you to actually make a career out of it yeah so that's the interesting part that i i actually pick up from your side yeah and 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 i feel that um there's a lot that people need to know when it comes to the art space and what do you have to say in terms of young people and being aware of of, of, of art well you know a lot of i speak to a lot of young people who uh sort of hear what I do and I explain it and they're like, oh, okay, I didn't know um, what an art historian is. So maybe I should just quickly explain what that is. So I'm somebody who is an is a historian of the arts. So I write about history through images. So what images are, our experience of images. Um, yeah, so a lot of young people will come to me and say, you know, I was really interested in art, but my parents would never let me do that because they do not think that it is a career in which I can flourish um, as an individual. So I think when people think, especially when they think about the visual arts, they think in order to be successful or have a career, you, you're, you're very limited. So you must either be a painter or a sculptor. And if you can't paint or draw or sculpt anything, yes, you're not going to have a career. Yes, yes, yeah. But I think... Um, what I'm trying to show people is that you can have a career in the arts and it doesn't have to be limited to what you have seen. Mm. Um, so I am doing something that people have not necessarily seen much of within the South African um, context. Interesting. Uh, so I would encourage people uh, yeah, to, to pursue that if, if that is what they're interested in. But then I also understand that in order to actually 
have this career, you need to be able to be funded to study that. If you you understand what I'm saying, and yeah. and the the arts is not really funded as much, mm-hmm. and I think that that is a limitation. Sure. Um, but I also want people to understand that you don't have to be. You can study art and not be an artist. You can be an art historian. You can be a curator. You can be somebody who's working with artists. You don't have to make art sure. to work with art um, or to work within visual arts. Beautiful, okay. man. Yeah. That's a great story. Thank you so much. <laughs> actually, I'm going to actually interject okay. and I'm going to go deeper with you because okay. I just want to actually bring in um, another guest of ours who's in, who's in studio who also has something very interesting to share with us and I'm going to actually make it quite an interactive conversation on the Unplugged and In Charge radio show where he started off with Candice Thickerson who's uh, within the art space But with me in studio I have Nimrod Dube Who is the co-founder And a COO of PS Connect um, You know And Nimrod Has done quite a few Interesting things And he's I'm, I'm not going to actually Speak on his behalf I'm going to let him speak For himself How's it Nimrod? Okay let me just quickly Put on your mic I'm good How are you? I'm doing great And you? Good good Yeah man Look man I, 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 I'm enjoying the show so far Are you? I'm enjoying the show. Thank you very much. Just tell talking. Yeah, man. This is what it's all about. It's all about creating good podcast radio. Yeah. Um, just tell us a bit about yourself, uh, Nimrod. Uh, basically, from my side, I think I was just um, a child who didn't know what to study, where to study, and how to pay for my studies in high school. And, you know, I passed my metric. I don't know how I passed it, but I did pass it. And... You know, I applied to universities. Um, I got rejected because I was not familiar with the minimum requirements of actually going into universities. And then I, I also didn't even know what, what career to study. I eventually studied computer science at a university in the UK, but via CTI here in South Africa. And along that way, I met uh, one of my, basically my partner, the other co-founder. Mm-hmm. And we're complaining about these challenges because these are the challenges we go through when transitioning from high school into further higher education. Mm-hmm. So what we decided to do is, um, well, stop complaining yeah. and come up with a solution. Mm-hmm. So we developed a platform called PS Connect, mm-hmm. which allows any learner to decide which career they want to actually go into, mm-hmm. even Exposing other learners into careers like arts because mm. learners don't even know that there are more than 1,700 careers out there. So wow, we, yeah. we first of all expose them to that. And then what PS Connect also does is once you've chosen a career, it shows you which institutions offer courses relevant to that career around the whole of South Africa. Mm-hmm. And then it shows you which of those institutions um, you qualify for. Mm-hmm. So it does this automatically. So when on PS Connect, you just create your profile and put in your marks and it calculates everything for you. Wow. Yeah. And then once you qualify, then we help you to apply to different universities and different colleges. Mm-hmm. And we also help you apply for different funding aids. These are your scholarships, uh, your learnerships, um, as well as your bursaries as well. So yeah, basically in a nutshell, that's me and you know, that's, that's my passion, education and technology into one thing. 
Which is very interesting and, and that's where the thread actually connects between the two of you. You're all passionate about helping young people yeah. and yeah. To, to be to be getting more information and you know, making it easier for them to actually pursue their dreams wherever they come from. Um, now in terms of PS Connect, what is it that you guys are doing in order to reach out to those uh, people or, or, or kids that are um, in the impoverished, impoverished and underprivileged areas? Okay, so the first thing we decided to do is develop the system um, on a web application, not yeah. an app. Okay. The reason for that is because, uh, you know, a lot of kids who are in the disadvantaged areas, you know, don't, can't download apps with their phones, but sure. they can access the internet. Yeah. So we created on, on, um, Pierce Connect on that platform. So we are going to move to the app. And what we basically do is we also go directly into schools. Sure. So we've interacted with around 30,000 schools. Okay. Um, no, 30,000 learners around 100 schools so far. Mm-hmm. And we go into the schools so that we can actually educate them about a tool that they can actually use now to actually, you know, choose a career, um, to actually apply to institutions using this one platform. Mm-hmm. And not only that, we also educate teachers because mm-hmm. also if you ask teachers how many careers they know, they'll tell you 10. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're lucky, you get 10. Yeah. So if the teachers don't know how many careers they're out there, what, what more about the students? Sure. So sure. we educate the students, uh, the parents and the teachers, uh, you know, about basically the student's life. Cause I believe we, in order for us to also address unemployment, mm. we need to help learners to transition and study further so that in our country we can basically have the skills in order for them to actually get the jobs that are out there. Yeah, man, this is powerful stuff. You know, it's, it's so great to see, um, young people, you know, uh, thinking out of the box and being proactive. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, we hear the government always saying that, you know, the only way to actually beat unemployment is to be an entrepreneur. And entrepreneurship is one of the things that are very powerful. It's been said a lot. It's a cliche. But when you actually see the real stories that actually the actual efforts that are done by people like you guys, it actually it, it is very inspirational. And Thanks. I just want to know in terms of um, when you were growing up, um, did you ever see yourself doing this? Um, no, I don't think so. I think life is just like Jobik's weather. Just unpredictable, <laughs> unpredictable. Yeah. So you know, it's not actually approaching it with the whole mindset of, you know, a grade one learner says, "I want to become a doctor," and then you just go down that path. Yeah. A few years ago, being a social media manager wasn't mm. there. Mm-hmm. So life always changes, and it's always unpredictable. So for me. I didn't know. I wanted to become a doctor. Then, well, my mother wanted me to become a doctor. Yeah. And then I wanted to become an engineer. And then along the way, I just kept on changing my mind. Uh And actually, that's okay when you change your mind. Because as you grow as a person, you learn more about yourself. Sure. So eventually, I decided I'm going to do... Okay, what I always wanted to do... Is I always wanted to help people. I was very passionate about helping people and I wanted to create a big impact. So I don't want to do something, you know, necessarily maybe most, most people can do. I wanted to do something very hard, sure. but actually have an impact. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create such an impact that when somebody looks at their life, yeah, they can actually say, you know what? If it wasn't for those people, I wouldn't be here today. Mm. That's what I always wanted to do But I didn't know exactly how I was going to implement that So once We had this problem in education Mm. And I had my skills uh, In terms of IT 
I basically combined them But mm-hmm. it was a journey It's not something you know in the beginning 100%. Some people know in the beginning I don't know if if Candace knew she was going to do arts uh, You know from the beginning But yeah. a lot of us actually don't know And that's okay You have to figure out things as you move As you move along And you know just be true to yourself That is very powerful And Candace did you, did you at any stage when you were young See yourself doing what you're doing today? No, not at all. I mean, I didn't even know what an art historian was, I think, when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always been a creative person, so that I, that I know. Um, and I, I think other people identified in me that I, that I can draw and that sort of thing. So, yeah. like I said, I wanted to be an artist at first. Um, yeah, and then I, I'm really excited about academia, so that's what I, I then decided to do. So I didn't always know, but I, I think there were signs, I guess, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just want to know from, from both of you guys, in the journey of you guys exploring and um, pursuing the things that you are doing, um, who are some of the people that you guys looked up to? Um, you know, that kind of inspired you and kind of, cause we all need kind of guidance whenever we do something. I don't think that anybody achieves anything without um, mm-hmm. that kind of voice. Or 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 or, or, pers- or individual that, that that always stands by your side to kind of you know that you can refer to for for guidance and all of that. Who are some of the people in your life that you look up to and maybe mentors or, or anything of that sort? Should I start? Okay, yeah. I'll start. Um, well, I think in terms of my career, I didn't from a very young age have um, someone that I looked up to who's necessarily doing what I'm doing. Um, I think someone who really influenced me. Uh, you know, who started this for me, I think was a high school teacher that I had when I was doing matric who, um, we used to make art, but she had these really amazing art history books that I would like pick up and I'd start reading. And I thought it was absolutely amazing. And she had studied at the university that I studied at in the same department. So I think she sort of started that for me. Um, but someone who's really helped me, I think, do what I'm doing now is probably my dad, who's been extremely supportive of whatever I've chosen to do. So, he didn't always understand it, I guess. He's like, okay, what is this art thing? And now you're changing your degree. Do you know what you want out of life? I don't get it, but I support you. Um, so I think that's really helped me. The fact that I have parents who don't look down upon the arts, but that encourage me to do what I'm really excited about and what I'm passionate about. So I think my dad has helped me so much um, within my career uh, to be able to pursue what I really want to do. And then, of course... Um, my supervisor, uh, Professor Suzanne Himan, um, who supervised me since and, and was my lecturer from first year and who's supervising my masters and who was, who's my HOD now, of course, um, has really helped me. And then just some other, I've started identifying academics whose work I really appreciate and the ki- people who are the kind of academics I want to be. Um, and yeah, and I'm just really inspired by um, women of color who work within academia. Um, myself being in academia now, I can see how challenging that is for women of color to be in a space which was not necessarily intended for us to be in mm. uh, when universities were created. Like mm. the University of the Free State was never created with me in mind. Yes. Uh, so for women uh, like me to be in that space and still flourish and still um, have a voice and make amazing work, uh, those are the kind of people that inspire me. 
Yeah. That is really great. Actually, I want to get into that gender issue within the art space, but I just want to hear yeah. in terms of um, Nimrod, what do you what he has to say with the question that I put forward? Um, I've, for me, it's you know, there's a saying that comes to mind that says, "No man is an island." Mm. Uh, there's a whole lot of people that come into play in mm. order for you to become who you are in life. Mm. So. Definitely family, friends um, I never had a mentor In fact, a lot of people talk about mentors As if you can go online and order a mentor yeah. It's very difficult to get a mentor yeah, uh, For me, it it was a matter of Actually, once we had started our company And then along the way, we found a mentor Who's uh, basically also one of our partners now So um, definitely he guides us in terms of uh, business, understanding business because he's very successful in business. Uh, but in terms of his inspiration, I would say the Google brothers uh, inspired me because of the journey they took. They, you know, when they created, uh, you know, the search engine, people didn't believe in what they were creating. And that's the same journey. We, we went through where we was like, okay, we're going to build this platform. Then people was like, no, it's too complicated and there's too many puzzles, you know, mm. but we brought everything together. And for me, they inspire me because uh, we also identify ourselves as the education brothers. True. So, you know, that's a big inspiration for us. That's really, 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 really awesome. Really awesome. I actually want to go and tackle what, um, um, Candice actually just mentioned because I want to find out in terms of the art space and what you are doing right now and, and, and you know your profession what are some of the challenges that women are facing within that space because I know that um, artistically um, you find that when you look at the history there's a lot of it's been a quite a male dominated um, space mm-hmm. but as time went by you know there's always that arise of, of feminism within mm-hmm. within art I just want you to just sort of paint a picture on that yeah okay well I'll I think I'll speak more from the perspective of an art historian who works within academia and then sure. like works within the sure. university space because that's where more where I find myself as opposed to an artist who uh, works with other artists and tries to exhibit in galleries and so on so I think there are different dynamics um, but for me I work within a very Western discipline like art history is very much the history of Western art. Um, so European art. And so I think in our department and among art historians, we're talking about like, can this discipline be decolonized? And if so, how so? Um, so I think some of the challenges that I experience, I think, is that within my field, there are very few, um, yeah, I think I can't sep- I can't ne- I can't necessarily separate being a woman and being a woman of color. I can't necessarily separate being a woman and being a woman of color because I think that those are identities that intersect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, there are very few women of color in South Africa who work within art history. So I always um, find myself being in spaces where I'm either the f- the first or the only um, or the youngest. And that in itself is a challenge, uh, when you, when you start working and people have to start seeing you at, not as a student, but as a colleague. Mm. Um, and for people to really, uh, take you seriously and to take your work seriously and to take your perspective, uh, seriously is challenging. And then I think another one of the challenges that I find just within the discipline itself is that I'm learning, when I was a student, I was learning about all these um, works of art and all of them were just about like images of, um, 
Europeans all, all the time. So we would have um, artworks of, of people like myself being represented in works of art. Um, but I think the challenge that I find is sort of how do I make, um, how do I teach art history in a way that it is relevant for people from the African context where the center is not Europe, but the center is Africa. Um, so I think I find those challenges within the discipline itself, but in terms of the working space, I think it's similar challenges that all women of color experience within working spaces where you might not always be taken seriously, where your, your opinion is not always, uh, being heard, where people are not always open to mm. listening, mm. uh, to you, where people perceive you as being angry and emotional. Sure. Um, so those sort of challenges, definitely, sure. yeah. Yeah, man, we 15, 41 minutes past three. Clock. We're in the Unplugged and In Charge radio show, and we're having a great, great time with my uh, guests in studio. We're going to just take a quick, uh, short, you know, uh, break, and then we're going to come back, and I'm going to actually unearth some stuff from your side, from PS Connect, because I just want to find out a couple of things in terms of, um, you know, the challenges in your space and some of the things that you guys are facing that, you know, we might not know of in terms of the digital space. This is CliffCentral.com Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is CliffCentral.com We're 45 minutes into the hour of 3 o'clock um, And um, we're continuing with our show uh, Welcome back um, I still have my awesome um, guests on studio And we're going to be continuing right up, right up until 4 o'clock uh, My name is DJ Spokuzi That's holding it down from 3 to 4 o'clock I'm standing in for my man, uh, Weza Matumane um, guys, we're having such a great time And I think both of you guys have such a, a powerful, powerful stories to share And you know, I, as I said, just after the, the time that uh, we went into the break I'm going to go more into you, um, the, um, Nimrod And I want to find out in terms of the challenges Because I, I did ask Candice um, in terms of the challenges that, that females have within her space And I want to just find out within the digital space What are some of the challenges that are there for women? Okay, um so we've got challenges um, in the education space and the digital space. Uh, first, I would say the digital space is that technology moves actually much faster than the community. And because we're trying to help the community, it becomes very difficult because, you know, there's certain things that, you know, maybe people in the urban areas would know in terms of how to use technology. But in the community, you know, the Internet connection and um, you know data and all of those—it's not as accessible. So when you are designing uh, such a platform online, you you kind of have to stop being too fancy in terms of how you go about things. You have to keep them very basic so that even the learners in the rural areas can actually use the platform. So that's one of the challenges we face in terms of. Uh, the digital space and when it comes to the education space uh, what we face is the mindset of a lot of learners learners have you know and i also had the same mindset um normally you think you know what i'm going to do well in grade 11 and you don't do well and then in grade 12 you're like i'm going to do well so you're not applying you're not choosing a career you're just saying i'm going to do well and most learners wait until you know, the end when they finish their final exams and they wait for the results in metric. And that's actually too late because most universities have closed down in terms of applications. They're not taking applications. Late applications 
is what a lot of learners hope for. But practically late applications, there's really no space. The reason for that is because normally universities only take up t- 10% or less than 10% of the people apply. So 90% of them are not accepted. Mm. So you can imagine it late application, they already have an 90% that they still need to maybe source out a few. So late application is not the way. So the challenge there is that to change the mindset of a learner. And, uh, you know, right now we have solutions for your matriculants in Mm. terms of um, all the matriculants now who are going to wait for the results in January. Through the system, we can help them apply to different institutions because sometimes you find learners, they do apply to university. They don't get accepted, but they don't have plan B. So we also help those learners in terms of what is your plan B, what is your plan C. But what we really would love to do moving forward is to change the mindset of learners to say, you know, you need to actually make a move way before, uh, you know, your metric end results. You need to start applying using your grade 11 results and you need to prepare. And one of the ways we have um, tackled that challenge is that on PS Connect, learners are able to, you know, put in their marks and choose what careers they want to go study at. And what happens is we are able to monitor whether they are performing to the standard of the requirement of that institution. So a lot of learners have also this mindset that if I pass, it's a pass. So if a learner passes at 31%, it's like it's a pass. But the truth is if you want to be an engineer at a certain university um, or a certain college, the, the requirements are actually much higher than that. A lot of learners are bedazzled when they find out that you have to have 70%, achieve 70% in order for you to study maybe computer science at yeah. a university. Yeah. And that's pure maths. So there's a lot of challenges in the education sector. Sure. But hopefully when a lot of learners get exposed to a platform like PS Connect, mm-hmm. they are able to make informed decisions because now they're actually exposed at the right time, sure. not actually when it's too late. Great man, yeah. great man. Thank you so much. Um, now, I just just to wrap it up, I just want you guys to share um, in terms of your guys' path because we've had quite an interesting um, conversation. You know, trying to link your guys' uh, different paths. I want to know from you guys where you at, where to from here, um, and um, what are, what are your plans in order to attain uh, your goals uh, from wherever you are, from from both of you guys. You can start, Candice. Okay, should I start? Yeah. Um, okay, so where to from here? What are my plans, uh, from here on? Um, well, I definitely want to be within academia. Okay, so it's to, the very first thing is to submit, <laughs> um, my thesis. And then I'm always looking for ways in which, um, I can grow in terms of, uh, my career, but also developing personally. So, um, I love, you know, applying for scholarships, not just because uh, they, of course, help you um, study, but also because of the programs that the that the scholarships have and the programs that they offer, which allow for personal development. So if I think about the Mandela Road Scholarship and how they have these pillars of reconciliation, leadership, education, entrepreneurship, um, and you learn so much in all four of those areas uh, that grow you as a person. And I think when you grow, um, you're able to give back um, and you're able to... Uh, yeah, to give back into your community, but also when working with other people as well, when you grow, those around you as well do. Um, 
So I am also gonna now, uh, start thinking about what I wanna do, uh, my PhD on. Uh, so I definitely wanna do it within art history. Sure. Um, I don't want to do a PhD in South Africa because I have all my qualifications from here. So mm-hmm. I definitely wanna grow more and I want to do a PhD in the States. So that's something that I'm um, thinking about and, and sort of making plans for as well. I think when I say thinking about it, it just seems like something that's very far off, but it's a, it is a shorter term goal. So that's definitely what I want to do. And then um, I mentioned this before as well, but I definitely want to be a curator uh, within South Africa. So I want curatorship to feed into my research and my research to feed into my curatorship. Wonderful. But identifying um, upcoming artists, uh, visual artists um, that make amazing work sure. and then putting together exhibitions that I bring to different parts of the country and different universities in the country, but also on the continent and one day, uh, you know, internationally as well. So that's yeah. definitely what I want to do. So I want to identify young talent sure. and then help those people develop their careers and to put them on the map so that they can be successful artists. Amazing. And then, of course, not just only doing the exhibitions, but also, you know, writing about their work so that people know what their work is about. So that these these um, exhibitions that I curate also become part of the research that I do. Sure. Um, so helping them through me being an academic, basically, that's what I definitely want to do. Um, yeah, and then one day I would love to have an art gallery. I don't know exactly know how all of that is going to happen yet, uh, but I definitely want to have one. And I'm very passionate about the work of South African artists and artists on the continent. And so that's often my focus when I when I'm writing about people's work I want to write from my context from where I'm at sure. um, you know that we're not always just writing about European artists of course that we're writing about South Africans talk, yes. talk about you're dreaming very big very big you're very ambitious <laughs> and I know that you're going to attain those those, those those big dreams and goals Thank and your you. side Nimrod um, first of all we picked up that a lot of learners um who are in grade nine struggle with choosing their subjects. Mm-hmm. So we also developed a solution uh, that they can use through PS Connect come next year in terms of how they're able to choose their subjects. Because if learners choose the wrong subjects, which they're currently doing, they cannot pursue the careers that they actually want to pursue. And another thing is we basically want to help learners um, apply, um, not just in South Africa next year, to apply overseas We are in talks with uh, International universities As well And we also want to help uh, Some some learners are actually outside the country But they want to study within South Africa As well So we're definitely expanding that route And this year we you know, we Focused on Gauteng in terms of Launching PS Connect mm-hmm. Because we had built a network of 1000 High schools in The Gauteng area uh, but come next year, we're taking it nationally. So we are also in talks with uh, different provinces uh, under the education of department. And we basically want to create a bigger impact because, you know, this problem is not just for a certain area. It's it's actually, you know, the whole country. And we also realize that other countries actually are struggling with uh, transitioning into further and higher education. 
Sure, thank you so much. That's that's powerful, man. Um, just the last words from you guys, just to motivate young people out there to to stand up from for for themselves and to reach their goals. Uh, just a, motiv- a, a a message of motivation out there from both of you guys. I'm gonna start with you, Nimrod. What is it that you've got to say for the young people out there? Uh, two words: never quit. Never ever quit. Short and sweet. Yeah. And your side, Candice? Um, I would say to people to to really dream big. Um. Really, uh, be, dream big and also be very intentional. Be intentional about your career. Be very intentional about what you want to achieve. So it doesn't help that you dream, but you're not actively doing something. Um, you know, uh, people, there's this new, uh, thing about sh- shoot your shot. I don't know. If we, I think we've all of us have heard that. So if you like your crush, like shoot your shot, you know, make a move. Yeah. Take shoot your shot, apply it to your career. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it will work wonders. So be very intentional. All right. And you guys, in terms of social media, where can, where, where can people get you guys? Okay. So PS Connect, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. And Instagram as PS Connect. Sure. We also have a WhatsApp line where we assist learners on a one on one. Um, the number is 065-363-0133. Great. And your side, Candice? Um, Instagram, Candice Dickerson underscore Twitter, Candice Dickerson. Or you can also visit me at my office there at the University of the Free State, Mabaleng C12. And yeah. you know what's so interesting, <laughs> people back out there? She's come all the way from the Free State just for this interview. Talk about the level of dedication And I really found it very amazing And thank you so much Candice for coming through I really enjoyed it and it's been a really really great show And I wish you all the best for for your your path And and your endeavors And thank you as well Nimrod Thank you so much for coming through And I wish PS Connect everything and all the best Thank you for having us This is the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show At Spokwizzy on on, on Twitter At Spokwizzy on um, DJ Spokwizzy on Facebook At Spokwizzy on Instagram Thank you so much for tuning in This is the Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show. Catch us again next week on Thursday, 3 to 4 p.m. And again, we're going to bring you a super, super awesome dope show. Thank you so much. This is CliffCentral.com.